0: Well, I have some almonds here. Now, mm-hmm. my understanding is that the almond is the healthiest of nuts. I'm sure there's a nut that's healthier. And by healthy, I guess I mean like, you know, you got a, you got a cashew and a pecan. Delicious nuts. But I think they're high in nut something fat. Something or other. Or something. Nut fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure what, what the deal is. But I think an almond, you're looking at, you're looking at a, a good lean nut. <laughs> and maybe underneath that is a peanut. I don't know. Boy, you know what? I miss peanuts. I used to eat peanuts all the time, yeah. I feel like. And I don't They're think not I don't really miss so. it. Yeah. Are, <laughs> is that one of those things? Is that like a pea is not a nut? Yes. Huh. It's a seed. Yep. Boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how they get you. uh Yes. Yes. Peanuts, not nuts.
2: But isn't the whole problem with this almond? Because I have read the same, something similar about how healthy it is. But the problem is it's, it's the thing with all healthy foods. You still can't eat that many of them, right? So it's like, yes, yes it's healthy. Watch me. But you can't just <laughs> – uh, like if you're hungry and you get a couple handfuls of nuts, they're like, no, no, you can have like six. Like the serving size is absurdly really? small. So that way oh it's God. like I, – I feel like you just want to stay away from the nuts because it's like you're just going to be hungry or put them in something, right? Uh, in nuts, I, have, yeah. I probably
1: eat 30 almonds a day.
2: Well, that explains a lot about you. I, I mean I think we know I think we now know the source of your uh, a lot of your, your difficulties. Uh, of my now, now,
0: now where where does a where does a chickpea fit in this? Is a chickpea oh a goodness. nut or is that a seed?
2: No, I don't think it's a nut. Definitely not a nut, right?
0: Because because you know you can make the hummus out of chickpeas, and then mm-hmm. I guess you've got tahini in there, which is made out of seeds? Is that made out of sesame seeds? I forget what tahini is. I think made it's out
1: sesame of. seeds and olive oil or something. Yeah.
0: Right. Okay. And then so like, so I feel like if, if a nut, which a chickpea is not, but if that kind of substance is like, you only want to eat like six of them, then if you go and you grind them up into a hummus, it look, it, it seems like you're, uh, you know, you're, you're into some sort of kill zone, like something's wrong, but
1: you're, you're in flavor town,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but hummus, hummus is delicious. Now that's one thing that they do the shit out of here in the Netherlands. Yes. They got a lot of types of hummus. They, got they a lot just go, too. They go crazy with it, but is it,
2: it's it's nice, like the spicy kind. A lot of different flavors in it. Oh yeah,
0: you got mm-hmm. spicy hummus. You got regular hummus. You got. Uh, they even have something that's like pumpkin hummus, which is surprisingly yep. no. But is good. that is yeah, this, you know
1: Australia does it with beetroots.
2: Oh, <laughs> Australia. Now, is, do you have uh, like a strong? Uh, is it like middle? I always think of hummus coming from like being like a Middle Eastern kind of Mediterranean, yeah, is that so is that yeah. like a Mediterranean influence, or do the Dutch do they have their own like hummus? Oh uh, no, I think I think area. I
0: think the, the Dutch equivalent of hummus is hummus is mashed potatoes. That's <laughs> that's pretty much their hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's I mean, you know, I've i I've noticed that I'm I'm starting to convert over to it. Like I had some uh, well my daughter wanted some split pea soup, which is a very traditional Dutch thing to have. I think they, they call it something different. You get a split pea soup. And you get some of that uh, if you go to the, the, uh, the, the Hema, which shouldn't that be pronounced Huma? Anyways, you go to the, you go to the Hema and, uh, you know, you can buy this. You know, I don't remember seeing this in, in the States, but they must have it. It's not in the, uh, uh, the refrigerated section. It's just in a bag on an aisle. And it's this smoked sausage, you know, in, in kind of like the, um, a horseshoe shape, connected horseshoe. And uh, you slice that up and you put that into your, your chickpea soup and it's delicious, mm-hmm. just smoky. But anyways, I was heating up some leftover pea soup and we had, first of all, two things about me getting potato crazy is we had cooked potatoes in the fridge, so just ready to go. And then two, I was heating up the, the chickpeas and I thought like, you know what I should do is put some potatoes in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it, but I was thinking like, oh man, this, this, it's really getting to me. I'm, I'm having to have potatoes with everything. And, uh, you know, it's, they, you know, you buy a salad at the grocery store and, and Kim, my wife, for first time listeners, uh, we, we always have this joke like, you know, oh, did they sneak potatoes in there somehow? That's what you got to watch out for if you're, you're eating Dutch food is they're going to try to sneak some potatoes in just you'll be unsuspecting. Boom! You get hit with potatoes.
2: I know you say it like it's a bad thing, but I'm like I don't know. I'm I've, I've getting a salad. I'll take some potatoes with it. Like I'm going to be hungry, so throwing the potatoes.
0: Hey, I, I hear you. Like, like you know, it, it seems like if it's not like an everyday occurrence, it seems like it's something that might be like you know some exotic food dish, right? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna spice this up with some potatoes. But after a while, you're just <laughs> like you're just like holy shit! Let's chill out with the potatoes, man. Like. <laughs> We don't need to put potatoes in everything, like when I have some ice cream, I don't need potatoes. In
2: a there. little overexposed, a little un- yeah. unused. <laughs> yeah All right, well, just because you know I never want us to have an air in this podcast. Uh, chickpeas I'm learning from the chat. they're legumes from the legumes. Platform, uh, from the plant plant family, so there you have it. So not that's, nuts. that's a that's a, and bean. Confirm. that's a
0: bean, right? Yes. And you know, you know what? you know, I was complaining about screwdrivers last episode. I wonder if there's a <laughs> distinction between nuts and beans and seeds is really necessary like aren't they all don't you use all of
2: them what is a nut used for? if i order a side of refined beans and you give me nuts they're gonna be issues so i think <laughs> I, I i prefer <laughs> You're there like, to
1: be a, you know what these nuts just need peanut butter yeah <laughs> i, I no, hold on hold, I, hold on i
2: prefer I, there to be a clear distinction when i'm give, when I, i'm asking for what i want
0: I, I know, but I'm just saying, like you know, they could just be different types oh. of things. Like, like I, I mean, I mean, I I'm, that doesn't make sense. You, you know, you've got different types of beans, right? You got different types of nuts. They could just all be the same category, and like you would say, like my refried, I mean, refried beans typically are pinto beans or black beans, right? Like that's just what they are. Like if you made refried beans with. kidney beans you would be like i i don't want these
2: yeah that's called chili and i didn't order that that's (laughs) That's that's right
0: (laughs) and so i'm saying is like you could round up all of the nuts and the beans and the um the other ones and they're just like one category
2: okay i'm fine with that that's good
0: because like i mean aren't they all i don't know what a nut is used for but aren't the other two things grow from them right like if you want to grow beans they grow out of of bean, right? And if you want to grow a legume, it grows out of a legume. And if, but yeah. if you want to grow a nut, if you want to grow an almond nut, does that grow out of an almond? Is an almond the nut? Yes. So, see, each of these things is a seed, right?
2: I like it. So you're just proposing <laughs> an update to the entire hierarchy, new taxonomy. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's all there, right? And then, and then, I guess we have to throw in like actual seeds. And is that gonna? This is where the problem is gonna be because before we
2: know, Monsanto's getting involved, we're all getting sued. So you gotta think about that. Like maybe they've patented all this. So just just yeah. remember it. And maybe N- different...
1: Nuts are from trees. That's what that's what we're learning. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so so is is a peach a nut? <laughs> oh <laughs> ouch. The seed.
0: Maybe maybe it's it's that like a nut at some point has to be exposed to the air. Is the, is that the case? Walnuts is, aren't like, exposed. Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well. I guess we just have to give up and accept the the nutty world as it is.
0: Well, hi there. It's me. This episode is brought to you by StrongDM. One of your SREs quit. You suspended their VPN access. Was that good enough? Are you sure your infrastructure access is locked down? StrongDM is the only way to be confident in your access controls across any environment. Instantly revoke access to any database. Kubernetes cluster, or server with just a click. Automatically log every query, SSH, and kubectl command to demonstrate exactly who did what, when, and where across your entire stack. Trusted by companies like Hearst, Peloton, and SoFi, Strong DM is the only way to manage access and audit controls at scale without disrupting workflows. Start your 14-day trial at strongdm.com sdt. There's no credit card required. That's strongdm.com sdt. And of course, we thank Strong DM for sponsoring our show. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, it looks like there's someone coming up from behind to be number four. In the in the big cloud, uh, public cloud, would one say game? Did the, did the kids still say that when when you're you've got five kids, Matt? Right, so it's a good sampling. We've got did, a did baker's the, dozen over here. That's right. <laughs> A confused
1: baker's dozen. <laughs> My baker's got he's got missing some fingers. Used to be a
0: butcher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now now, do the do the kids say still say things like in the game? Like like, is that uh, you know the 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 oh, best? Sure. Uh, the best baker in the game. Okay, good. Anyways, now I forget who's number four. If it's IBM or Oracle or, or someone like that, but it looks like Cloudflare is coming up on them. Coming up, and, uh, they they've pronounced that they're they're going to be uh, you know they're going after it, which is which is great. Always good to have some competition. And they came out with a, I think it's compatible to S3, the Amazon yes. storage thing, right?
2: Correct. API uh, compatibility
0: called R2. And it looks like you could save a ton of money if you use that because they're not playing for they're not paying for uh, data egress, which is That's to say correct. getting your your data out of it and uh, who was it? Someone did some calculation, and it looked like how many gigs was it something the equivalent of something being thirteen cents would uh would cost you an amazon fifty nine thousand dollars yes. uh I, I think for transferring things now. I actually did a little bit of research for this topic. And I went to go, I didn't do that much research. <laughs> you did <laughs> the right amount of research? I, 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 uh, I, I went and read the blog post. And it looks like if you're smaller, independent companies, you get charged this cheaper rate. And then if you're a larger company, there's a higher rate that you get charged. Uh, That's for, bogus. For things like that. And now I might be misunderstanding that, but it seemed kind of like the Docker pricing, where they were like, we just want big companies to pay us. And and the the little folk, they they'll they'll be fine. I mean, I
1: I think that's kind of silly having different price. I mean, unless you're in some sort of contract, you know, just pay as you go. Doesn't now matter maybe if or maybe
0: I you know I'm I'm looking this up because you know I don't want to get it wrong. But maybe the pricing is like not that big of a deal. But right. I, I'm. Pretty I think the sure headline I read... right.
2: I think the headline here is it's really interesting to see Cloudflare just go right after uh, AWS on yeah. you know what I think many people consider one of the the most annoying or the highest cost things. So the fact that they're essentially making the egress free, right, against S3, it, it does uh, allow for lots of these comparisons. Like, you know, Corey Quinn from, uh, you know, I guess one of the cloud economists over there at uh, the place, I just forgot his name. I'll think of Columbus. it in a second. But he, um, you know, he that's where he gets that number. So essentially, if, you know, if you po- post like, you know, like a one megabyte file or something or one gigabyte file, Four and gigabyte, you just yeah. let you know, whatever, hundreds of people download it or thousands, whatever that is, it's like, you know, it ends up to basically be 13 cents from Cloudflare and $59,000 for S3. And it's, and I just think, so I I really was, I mean, I was really impressed with just this whole launch. And I think, you know, um, as several people pointed out, like even the name is just fantastic, right? R2 versus S3. So sort of like a, you know, before s3 cheaper than s3 like that that is like that's just a nice um i don't know it's just a nice subtlety in naming it that is sort of like equates it to amazon but is also kind of showing you just in the name that's like like we're we're newer we're cheaper we're faster so it's it's an interesting perspective like you know um and i think it's really clear what what you know when you read the blog post which i think was um was very well written especially for these types of blog posts they make it very simple to understand what it is it's just uh slashing the egress bandwidth fees associated with typical cloud storage um, services to zero. It's like it just doesn't get any simpler than that. And then to your earlier point Cote, they uh they basically say full compatibility with uh S3's API. So, you know, I think right away you read this, you know if you need it, you know why you would need it and it's just a very clear value proposition.
0: Now, now, you know, this begs the it doesn't I don't know if it begs the question. I don't even really know what that phrase means. But it de- it does make me wonder, like, you know, in true as seen on TV ads, how do they do it? I, I do mean, if if uh, if if I mean that's a that's a big pricing difference, which, which would suggest that there is actually something being paid for, right? Like that, and or or not? Maybe it actually like costs Amazon "quote unquote" nothing uh, for all that egress, and they're just charging for it, or. Or is uh, is Cloudflare like suck, sucking up the cost of actually doing it? Like where uh, how how can they do it so cheaply?
1: I, I think the the reason they can do it so cheaply is their entire business. I mean, Cloudflare is, is not an object storage company from the start, right? They started as mm-hmm. you know CDN and you know providing. I mean, they they have other services, obviously, but you know they've built out a massive CDN worldwide. And, you know, that they're, they're you know one of the market leaders in that. So they've already got the infrastructure for getting files everywhere cheaply, you know, because, I mean, to them, that's, you know, that is their business is, you know, not, not paying a lot for transit internally and as they move stuff across other people's networks. So they've already got all those arrangements in place. So if they look at what they're good at, which is, you know, getting files to everyone else, you know, across the world cheaply, well, if they you know, store that stuff for people in redundant. Now they're an object storage company and they're not really, I mean, I I don't know what their CDN pricing is like, but I bet it's not. Well, what they did here, and
2: this, this is another reason I'm, I'm, I really like this product launch here is that in uh, July, on July 23rd, Mm -hmm. they wrote a post called AWS's egregious egress, which I think we maybe touched on the show Maybe just briefly, but in retrospect, right? They're sort of they were seeding the problem. Yeah, they were in July, and uh, this is a great post. It's in the show notes. Everyone should read it because they have uh, they, you know, they actually show their work. They show the Excel file and things like this. But I'll just summarize it as what they're pointing out is that AWS, and this I'm just quoting from the article here, as uh, they have massive markups uh, in their pricing, and Mm -hmm. what they equate this to is essentially. AWS and most people that buy bandwidth contracts like this are paying fixed price cost, right? But when you're charging, uh, you know, the way AWS charges is, you know, drink, uh, price per use, right? So that's really where this, you know, this discrepancy happens is like, you know, AWS is paying the same for bandwidth every month regardless. And they're getting rock bottom prices. And they even go into like showing bandwidth is relatively inexpensive around the world but then AWS is charging you by, you know, every bit that you flow through it. So their point is, uh, and this is what this whole post make, uh, their entire post draws out is that these are just artificially high prices that are unnecessary. And then there's this thing called the bandwidth Alliance, right? Where it's basically, you know, the group of coming together and of different providers that are sort of like, you know, agreeing not to, to essentially charge each other um, that much money to like, you know, kind of, you know, use the bandwidth between them. So, so this is just taking aim, right? I think this is that next step. And that's why I think, you know, when I saw this in July, I think we did mention on the shows, it was interesting. I was like, oh, this is interesting because it gives us a sense of like how AWS pricing works. But now they can come out here now in September and say, hey, we're we're going to take, take away all fees for egress. Uh, it's nice. It's well done. It's a, a nice uh, rollout. Now I do think, because uh, I had to go back and look this up myself. Like, I don't know why they didn't link to this post in the announcement of their thing because it sort of explains the problem in detail. So it could have made that a little bit easier, but obviously, you know, people like Corey Quinn and others are kind of picking up on it and pointing it out. But, but yeah, so it's clear, right. It's clear that, Hey, and I, the, the biggest question I have though, is why does AWS charge this way? Because the natural response they have to anticipate is that AWS will cut prices, right? Yes. And so what we don't know about this is, you know, is AWS just doing this because it was very profitable and, you know, why not? Or is there something about their business model that's going to prevent them or make it really difficult for them to match this kind of pricing? Because otherwise, yeah. it won't be very defensible what they've done here.
1: I, I, I doubt that, you know, um, I doubt that AWS is going to uh, lose money if they drop their prices 80%, right? I bet that this is just, it's been seen as a, as a source of profit for, you know, such a long time. But people coming to Amazon aren't thinking, you know what? I need a I need a one stop shop for a CDN. I'm gonna start with Amazon. All right? that's not most people don't you know start there. They they go and they talk to you know the Akamai's, the the, the Fastly's, and and you know uh, CloudFlares. And if that's what they want, they go to the specialist because they know that they're gonna get better pricing. Amazon's mm-hmm. never been you know known for being the best pricing, but. If you're part of a you know an enterprise and you're using you know a dozen different services, yeah, you're you know of course you're going to use S3. Of course you're going to just you know access that. And it's just kind of a cost of you know being part of the suite of of cloud products. Um, and so you know for us to say that like Cloudflare's coming up as the number four cloud provider, like no, they're not. I mean they you know if you if you pull up the uh, the Magic Quadrant and their definitions of of you know who gets to compete, Cloudflare's not in the conversation because they don't have so many of the services you know i mean it, you know amazon launched with s3 and ec2 and you know cloudflare doesn't have ec2 <laughs> they've got you know they've got uh you know they've got cloud functions you know they, they've got uh you know some some cloud functions they've got some you know some ne- obviously a lot of networking stuff but they're not the full offering but that's fine right if, if you need if you need file transfer that's what they they rock at and so I don't expect Amazon to really immediately lower their prices. I'm sure, you know, customers who will, will point to this and say, like, we're taking our CDM business out of Amazon because, you know, we could save this much money. And, and Amazon will, will respond and, and probably, probably they'll lower their prices generally around some of this stuff if, if they start to feel the pressure. But I really doubt that. <laughs> I don't think they have to care. I mean, th- obviously, they have to care somewhat. It- it'll be more compelling if Google and Azure and Alibaba and others do it too. Right. Well, I think that's going to be... all suffer from this.
2: To your point, like, I think that's the next move because it's really... Because I really, when I read this, I was like, gosh, this would have been a nice move by Google, right? You know, because this would have been... And I don't know their object pricing as much, so maybe they're already cheap. But to make the noise around this, because I do think... It does. Like anytime someone's moving to the cloud, right? Cost is always the number one question. Mm-hmm. They typically want to reduce cost by moving to a public cloud, and then we talk about that. You know, that's not always going to be what happens. So the fact that this is out there, right, and someone saying is kind of pointing this out as like, hey, egress out of Amazon is very expensive, and hey, we do it for free. Like I would, if, like if I'm at Google, I just match this. I just hundred percent match this. And and just kind of like, you know, pile on. Because I think it's a great talking yes. point. Uh, and of course, obviously, GCP has, you know, most mm-hmm. of, or a lot All the of the other, other services, services. Right, no. it, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, if you're Google, you you match that and you're like, you know, oh, yeah, of course, you know, we don't have those nasty egress fees. Oh, by the way, we have compute. You know, oh, right, by the way, yeah. we, have, we have Kubernetes. Well, but yeah. also like, I, I,
2: I, I'm impressed with Cloudflare. I like, you know, I always like punching up, right? They oh, don't absolutely. have everything. I think they would say... Uh, this, the points that I've seen when their executives are um, interviewed, I think they, they would agree with that. They're saying, you know, we want, I think they say something like, we want to be number four, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they would totally agree. Like, we don't have everything, but we've got now a great CDN. We have object storage. We have f- cloud functions. Probably likely right down the road, Matt, I think you pointed out, you know, uh, EC2 or something else. Like, that's probably likely coming right? At some point, but it's sort of like, you know, if you're, if you're a gardener analyst this week, you read this post, right? You're thinking to yourself, Hmm, maybe they should be in the next magic quadrant or I should at least look at them. I should take some more briefings for them. And so if you think of this as a multi-year thing, it's like, okay, maybe this year they don't have everything, but two years from now, are they getting the momentum and they making some noise? Are they going to be considered? Cause I think for them being, you know, the fourth would be an incredibly valuable moment for their company.
1: I, I think what, what Cloudflare wants you know, this year is for the gardeners and others to have to explain why they're not there. You know, so so you know they've got their magic quadrant, they're explaining, you know, you know, or whatever their spheres of reality or, or you know, whatever whatever their uh
0: that, that's my favorite section of the magic quadrant, <laughs> the spheres of reality.
1: Yeah, it's it's not pictured. <laughs> but 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 the point is like, you know, they've got this chart explaining cloud and if if someone's if someone looking at it, it's first question is why isn't Cloudflare here? Cloudflare's one, right? And so, you know, this year um, you're going to start to have a little bit of that pressure to explain why, because you know they always explain who dropped out, you know, but they right? never really explain who's coming up. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think you know, I think they're going to take some calls. I'm sure some gardening analysts are going to get some calls about, hey, I read about Cloudflare. I read about this R2. It seems like it's it's they're giving it away for free. Should I know about it? So I think that they will see hear more inquiries, exactly. which is the surest sign, uh, surest way to get into a magic quadrant is to have end users ask Gardner uh, analysts about it. So from a, a marketing perspective, from like a launch perspective, I just think this is you know, very well done.
0: And then, you know, also maybe it will contribute to the uh, you know one of one of the I think there's maybe three remaining toeholds on private cloud. One of them is like a general purpose, like oh, it's just too hard to move to public cloud, like technically or whatever, because of integrations. And then you got your whole uh, governance and security thing. And then one of the other major ones is like uh, data gravity about like, you know, moving your data and it being someplace and usually your ERP system. So, you know, maybe there's a confounding angle here, whether or not anyone would do it or not, or it applies you can be like oh well actually it's super cheap now like the the rate for data is uh, it's fine it's not super expensive to move things back and forth which you know is a whole other realm of uh chaos to to enter into that that, that argument for doing something not in the public cloud uh you know can be used now
2: which- yeah and i do think it's there's a natural on ramp for some customers maybe some customers that face extremely high charges from s3 cuz one of the uh someone else wrote i can't remember who it was but someone else says like hey you could just you know if you will just copy the files over right have them in both places right and that's another it's like a real easy way to test it it's like well why don't we put some of our high volume traffic over here it doesn't mean we're going to stop using s3 but we'll have it you know also in r2 and let's see if it works well and it works well for us and we realize the cost savings it's just a you know that's like a nice you know enterprise proof of concept like if we're all sitting here." Or like, why don't you why don't we take some of your biggest files that are costing you a lot of money? Let's just put it over there and and help you get it set up and you try it out for a while,
1: right? Because that's uh, just
2: like who's gonna say no to that? Why not? Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I wonder how much of a fork this puts on a lot of um cloud repatriation strategies, right? You have all these people like, oh, cloud's so expensive. And this is the thing they point at, right? They're always like, it's getting stuff in and out that's killing us, you know, it or security, you yeah, know, but um but like, if you take away the most egregious thing about, you know, getting stuff in and out of the cloud, you know, I, I mean, if, if you're writing Dropbox today, you know, you don't put it on S3, you don't build a data center, you put it over here, you know, you put it on R2 um, and, and, you know, likewise box and whoever else has you know, gone through the cloud repatriation story. It's like, gosh, you know, let somebody else deal with this. It's one less thing we have to maintain. Now, maybe,
0: maybe another side effect is whenever, you know, maybe I'll finally be able to send emails with like 10 meg attachments to Fortune 500 companies. I don't, I don't know if y'all have some, but you're always like, I have finally settled on what you have to do is send them a OneDrive link. And that usually always works for the, the big companies. But if you want to just attach something, they just go bonkers. But here, you know, it's basically just like, oh, storage is cheap. So maybe we can up that quota uh, a little bit for the, <laughs> so, for the
1: attachments. Yeah. So so Cote's call is for Cloudflare to start providing email.
0: Yeah, I, I think not even email, just the attachment service. <laughs> like w- whatever is used to put attachments in email is, uh, you know, that that needs to be solved so that I can just email those. Because I don't know if you've tried to uh, create a shared oh, file geez. in OneDrive, but it's like a multi-stage process. Oh,
1: it's the worst.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, it all depends. It's it's very very uh, very tedious. Well, I do now- think, I mean, to
2: your point, right? I think the one of the reasons that uh, I think this is such a good entry point, though, is like Cloudflare is already known as you know certainly having like a lot of network resiliency, a lot of you know protection around the network. So you know, if you are trying to become the fourth major cloud, this seems like the natural next step, right? A place to so many of your strengths. Like we're great at like putting files out on the internet and keeping them secure and making sure it's available all the time. So. It's just another, like, if you're just trying to, like, you know, find your wedge to get in. I think they, maybe it's, you could say it's obvious, but sometimes the obvious is hard. I just think they made a really good choice to start. Because I think if they were to launch EC2, or their equivalent, so what would that be? I guess it'll be, if they do R2, I guess we'll have to figure out, would that be DB1? I don't know. Oh, that would be confusing. But uh, um, if they did that, I think we'd maybe be more skeptical. But it just feels very natural that they already have strengths here. And the fact that they've expanded their capabilities there makes sense to me.
0: Now are are these the same people with like the 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 one 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 yeah exactly zero trust
2: yeah yeah mm -hmm. Yeah. all that uh, stuff right
0: huh so they've got just like a lot of uh, you know straightforward affordable to use services out there for for individuals good yeah and I think
2: you know they and they are definitely used by large enterprises right on the network management side so I think this is you know, as they expand, right. It's sort of like, start with your strength, things that you're known for. And then, you know, I think Matt, you were talking about like, you know, a potential acquisition they could do, right. Let you maybe throw that out as an idea, but like there are ways, if this goes well, that they could probably acquire someone pretty quickly um, and, you know, build out some of the other functionality as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, this, this was, I think we, so one, uh, Brandon, I think what you should do, we were talking about the fireside uh, Slack. You should go in there. You got to ask Dan Benjamin, are you going to switch over to Cloudflare <laughs> for, for storage of things? It looks like it's a better deal. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can optimize costs and uh, get some money for whatever it is. Get a better punching bag or something. <laughs>
1: and they yeah. can pass and- those savings on to the customer.
0: Oh, uh, oh, oh! I don't want to suggest that. I don't, don't, don't want to. We're pretty good though. Wanna... We don't
2: get uh we get no charges for bandwidth. So there you go. We've not uh maybe that would be a great problem though. If if Dan called us up uh, and was like, uh, ah, you got too many people uh um you know downloading the podcast, I'd be pretty happy about that, to be totally honest yeah. with you. We have, to, yeah.
0: we have to get less less people downloading. That would be hard <laughs> to be like, okay, not you, but you stop downloading this but podcast.
1: You, just you, uh, <laughs> only
0: you, and and second. Now this is oh, this in some sort of like closed beta or something, right? Like, and I think I was wrong about the tiered pricing. I went back and tried to read it, but I didn't find. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, I think Amazon. I think I, I I'll have to look it up, but I think Amazon has some tiered pricing. Is what you were? I, to I think.
0: I think you know. This is also not that it's it's a, in a bad way, but we just did a good model. Of like getting really excited about a small release and talking about how how this this thing is going to like cause the company to uh, take over.
2: the world I'm now. all in. Listen, I am. I I'm it not going to well apologize be. this week because the other thing, Coach I, I listen. I the R2, the magic of the R2. I just this is the last point. We can move on after this. It's just that the fact that they like it kind of means nothing, but it can mean whatever you want. So in their blog, <laughs> I love this. R2 means really uh, requestable. R2 means repositioning records. R2 means ridiculously reliable. R2 means radically reprogramable. So one, you know, I love alliteration. I know that's sort of controversial, but I love it. So I'm all in on this. And then two, like the slides just make themselves, right? You're just sort of like the name reinforcing the value proposition. You just sort of switch out the adjectives as necessary. It's like, it's fantastic, right? You're just now, like, this is perfect.
0: I've got a couple of follow-on questions. We'll see if I remember them one is 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 there has alliteration been canceled or something I don't what's, know what's I just sometimes when I,
2: people use it they'll be like that's alliteration i I'll be like exactly that's why it's yeah. great and they free, but they'll, they'll point out that it's uh, I don't know I I thought like like isn't it, like your english teacher I don't know I thought sometimes people like I thought that was bad to use sometimes, like some people are like mm. are against it. Like when I've done it sometimes and it's like alliteration, I like, I love it. People will be like, well, that's alliteration. I was like, I know that's why I want it. But, I, like, I, I, but they I, made yeah. me feel
1: like that's wrong. I should not have used that.
2: So. I
0: think, I think maybe they're, they're just excited that they can identify
1: something. <laughs> okay, they're right. like, Oh, I know that one. I know that one. i <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: there you go.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to check the AWS style guide, see where they come down on. I, I, I think alliteration of- breaks
1: down if you get to four. 3 is, four. is acceptable 4 Ooh. you're
2: just showing up well I, you know i just like the basics the just the 2 the 2 is fantastic you know it's just like a it's yeah. the, it's it is ent- nice. it's, a, it's a beautiful slogan but go on Kote.
0: now now the second thing is 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 you are you know you uh, this is also making me think that you know we we uh, the 3 of us the 2 of us more than than others have done a lot of marketing in in our day and uh there is something pretty nice about a very straightforward marketing task you're like we got the one thing it's basically a hard drive where you store stuff and you get stuff back out can you write a deck about that and you got to imagine like the the they call them a pmm now the product marketing manager is like i got this right like like, how many paragraphs
1: you need 40 i'm on it
0: you know versus (laughs) versus like you know you, you have to imagine that when they, when, when, uh, when they handed Watson over to the PMM, they were like, oh, boy, I'm going to have to cancel vacation for the next two years because figuring out that deck is going to be a, a Annie. That's going to be a big, a big deal to do, right? So, you know, on the one end, you got like this giant portfolio of stuff you're supposed to like explain and, and make sense of. And on the other end, you're just basically like, this is a really good nail. And, and I think, I think it must be (laughs) such a thing all day. (laughs) Well, I don't, I don't know. Do you think, do you think the, the, the product marketing manager working on something as straightforward and simple? This is like, God damn it. I wish I could just explain a solution.
2: I listen. I, I not only do I think that because, so the blog was written by uh, the author is, uh, I guess, Greg McKeon, but listen, and I'm sure Greg uh, had a lot to do with it, but like, I can tell, there was a copy editor involved in this. And I listen, as someone that loves copy editors or help with writing, I, I I mean no disrespect. Like that's great. But you see stuff in here, you just see the familiar, relaxed tone. I mean, this is a beautiful blog post to read. Like, I mean, just, <laughs> just to show you, like on the flip side, that's actually written in the thing, right? On the flip side, providers designed for infrequent access. You know, it's just like it's super conversational, super easy to to write. The person that got the bullet points was like, Oh, you mean the two questions people want to know is that it's cheaper and it's compatible with the other major service. I mean, perfect. Like you live for moments. I would have written and someone that hates to write the announcement blog post doesn't want to do it. Never want to do it. Like this is fantastic, right? Even this one little thing they say, let's get into the R2 details. Absolutely. Like, this is just, you tell, you can tell (laughs) with that. The person writing this was like, this is so fantastically simple. I love it. And then they use the R2 means uh, title header multiple times in here, right? And they're just like, fantastic. You've basically written out all the section headers for me, and they're all just super short and that all say exactly what it was. So, so I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to say the people were extremely excited about working on this.
0: So, okay, let me, let me toss out a final theory. Before,
2: it, before i mean it. i'm i'm to the point like i think i may just put my own deck together and start pitching this like why not this just <laughs> seems like i feel like it's already done like we i could sell this today i mean you're just like i get it like i let's just go like if any salesperson came back to me and was like i don't get it i need some sales training you're fired you're out you have <laughs> now you absolutely need to leave the company because <laughs> you will never get something simpler than what we just announced now,
0: now they did say they they do say at the end of this blog post that they're hiring Brandon, so this could yeah. be a bit.
1: well. The one I guess okay. Now, having said <laughs> then, all of so that, how do you follow up on this, right? Let me, yep. let me
2: say okay. The one thing though, two things here. Uh, my nits were one, they didn't immediately link to like how mu- the 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 thing I don't know why was cut from the blog post was like the comparison, and you know Corey Quinn did them the favor, right? And then maybe they just left it out there because it was sort of red meat for social media. But at the bottom there should be like AWS versus us, and it should be AWS big number, us zero. So that's like, I grade them down slightly on that. And then the other thing, <laughs> but this is this is the classic product market saying, oh, well, uh, the service isn't actually ready yet, so no one can really try it. So that is obviously like, we don't <laughs> even know if it yeah. works. So to be fair about it, like that's like, yeah, I mean it's fun that they did the announcement, but like if no one can actually use it, it is a little bit like, well, maybe you should have waited till like you could sign up and actually try it. But well, that that, know, that, that, that was
0: my, my additional follow up comment is is it is uh you know where where so where do you fall, Brandon, on the announcing something that is unavailable? Like what? Uh, when does one deploy that? When does one not do it? I mean, what's uh, what's the thinking there?
2: Well, I think you know typically it all comes down to what you're trying to do here. I'm going to say that this is a part of their larger push into trying to make themselves become like number four, right? So I think there was probably like, hey, we want to get a drumbeat going. I don't know what the roadmap looks like, but like to Matt's question, like if they had a big acquisition or they had EC2 functionality coming or they had something else on the roadmap for say end of the year around AWS reInvent or the week after, then you'd say like, hey, let's get this out there. Let's get the drumbeat going. But just as you know, generally you want to do the launch and let people immediately sign up, right? Because this is the time you're going to get yeah, the yeah. most traffic. So if you pass on it, because like, you know, look at us, we're talking about it this week, you know, in a month or two, we'll be on to something else. And it, it, when they launch it, if it's just like, hey, we launched R2, now to sign up, like we won't have much to say. Then we'll just be like, well, hey, someone try it out. Well, let us
1: know how it is. So that's, that yeah. part is a miss. Yeah, well, it, it's only a miss if they don't GA it the week before reInvent. That's
2: a good point, Book, right? Yeah. Then
1: it's yeah. you know everyone's had time to think about it, and they're like, yeah, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about it. And then like a week before reinvent, you know, Amazon's about to roll up everything, and Cloudflare shows up and says, hey, don't forget about us. This is G8. You know, start moving off of S3 because you know there's a S3 is the definition of data gravity, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that that's the only release time to me that makes sense.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I think you're right. so you know the the keynote will be I think it's the Monday after Thanksgiving or the Tuesday. And then, so you think you probably would want the press release to go out maybe Wednesday night, Thursday morning of Reinvent. And then, what you are hoping on is no, that no, no. no. Then- you
1: you 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 give you give people a week before Reinvent to start. Okay, pro- up, maybe, right? but I guess so everyone about it. everyone has had time to like, oh, that's GA now. Maybe I maybe you know my my, okay. my like engineers it. kicked it around, yeah. and then I am going to go to Reinvent and I am going to ask a lot of people hard questions about You know, can I run this with R two? Well, the question I have, too, is Amazon at at the AWS
2: reInvent does, um, you know, prediction. I'll make some kind of prediction here. I don't know exactly what, but it's that it will definitely something will be mentioned in the keynote about egress pricing. Right. And the biggest thing that they could say is like, hey, we've cut the fees to zero. Probably unlikely. They'll probably say something that they significantly reduced it. And this is part of the ongoing commitment to customers, you know, that whole pitch. But. If they can, you know, I do like the fact that they're dictating, right? There's going to be, I'm sure like, you know, to your point, Matt, like, I not you know, by no means is AWS like going to like, you know, start losing money over this tomorrow, but I'm sure that this post has been circulated in AWS six page memos are being written and there's going to be some type of response, right? Cause this does hit right where Amazon always says, we believe we care about the customers. We're a low cost provider. We're always trying to provide, to give you the lowest cost. So, I think you have to respond in some way from AWS, if nothing else, to say why you're charging and what you're getting. This episode is brought to you by CBT Nuggets. Are you looking to build your IT skills? Do you want to learn more about IT security, cloud computing, or networking? Then it's time to visit CBT Nuggets. They offer over 350 courses and over 2,000 virtual labs. They have courses available on everything, including AWS, Linux, VMware, and even Salesforce. Best of all, it's available online so you can learn what you want, when you want. CBT Nuggets adds over 40 hours of new training each week, so there's always something new to learn. They also offer accountability coaching, allowing you to speak with a real person who can help you create a personalized learning plan, set goals, and check in and make sure you stay on track. To get started, visit cbtnuggets.com slash STT. That's cbtnuggets.com slash STT. There you can sign up for the seven-day free trial, which gets you full access to all their courses. Start learning today at cbtnuggets.com slash STT. And of course, we thank them for sponsoring our show.
0: Well, you know, I didn't look at the methodology, but there was a developer relations uh, salary report. And it looks like it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, I assume people submitted their salaries which which uh, is great. That's always like a strange taboo in the world is uh, you're not supposed to talk about salaries. Uh, I don't know, whatever. It it, see, it seems like the people who tell you not to talk about money are always the people who have lots of money and would prefer not to give it to you. That that's <laughs> that generally is the, the way that things go. But it looks like, uh, you know, let me just pick. I'm looking at the summary table and uh, we'll just go with, I don't know the difference because I didn't read the methodology between a developer advocate and a developer evangelist, but it definitely looks like on the low end, it's better to be an evangelist because the low end there is 75,000 us dollars. And the low end for developer advocate is 38,000. And uh, you know, that that seems like a small amount to pay someone who's working in computers, but maybe advocate is sort of just like entry level sort of situation there. And then across management, advocate, evangelist, and not yet community manager, but those three, it looks like you're basically topping out at around, like, let's say 250. Some are a little higher, 250,000. Some are higher or lower. But, uh, you know, and then there's whatever, a technical community manager, that tops out at 150,000, which... uh, So, you know, you got some nice ranges there for advocating for things. Now... uh, like what? I always, you know, I, I always wonder. Like maybe one day, I will be paid the hefty sum of three hundred thousand dollars. But how? How is it possible that there are enough hours in the year to bring that much value to a company? That that seems like I I look forward to discovering how to do it. But that is a uh, <laughs> that's that's a tremendous amount. Of, but I think what we learn in there,
2: right, is is kind of the thing that. Um, I don't know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on your perspective, is that the management because I think they they make a breakout of theirs. Like, so if you manage people, you generally make a little bit more. And it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. in like the whole devrel space because the the thing that you would think you'd want in there is influence, right? Like, who has the biggest influence? And to your point about making more, you know, I would think it would be directly correlated to like if you have a bigger influence. If you're the person that is headlining more keynotes, that is, you know. Doing more on social media, that's getting more uh YouTube videos, whatever, right? That would be, I think if you were paying for it, right? That would be the um the easy way to kind of see, right? Like, okay, well, this person is worth more because the following that they bring, right, is so much greater. But you know, like like with meant, you know, compensation everywhere, it it seems like that's sort of divorced from the more traditional you know, techniques that every, it's like, well, mo- a lot of people get in management because they feel like that's the only way they can get a good salary increase. And that seems to play yeah, out yeah. in a lot of functions.
0: Well, I think, I think once again, it's sort of like, you know, uh, w- w- what is it they say? You know, uh, they, who control the money, like uh, something about money, but like, <laughs> uh, like managers are the one who determine pays and bonuses. Right. So they're the right. ones who program money. So hmm, who would get paid the most? right like yep. it's it's it sort of makes sense, I guess, and because the individuals uh, generally don't have any control over budget and uh, what people's salaries are, but you know I guess there's a you know this is an ongoing but that's always oddity. that's
2: true, um, but that usually comes from like the traditional hierarchical. Whole model right because you have like yeah. models like sports right where it's very common where the players will make a lot more money than the coach right or the oh ah, that's good that's the same good. thing with um in um,
0: actors and directors actor, yeah
2: exactly actors are routinely paid much more because again like it's very clear in those cases that those skills are very hard to get and those that's why people like people are coming to see a specific actor or the sports team greatly benefits by a certain mm. player and so that's you know the part that I don't know. Maybe I don't think it's ever seen it in tech, but you know, maybe it's somewhere. It's like it, if you had a group of people that had tremendous influence in the tech, technological community, you could say to yourself, "Yeah, I am going to pay them a lot more because the manager doesn't bring that. They don't bring that kind of following."
0: Now, now, and that this raises another thing is like I wonder if let me let me float this theory. I don't know if it's true, but I the theory is that it's hard to make a strong sort of tie between the work that your, uh, your developer relations person does and actual revenue that a company has, right? Which is to say, it's hard to quantify influence and think about like, you know, they may speak at a lot of conferences, but like, does that result in anything? And so maybe that, that kind of like, um, would that be a handicap or a hedge? That kind of tempers down like even though they seem like a big big time celebrity and they're doing all these things, when it comes to compensation, it's hard to figure out. Like, well, on the other hand, this salesperson just sold a three million dollar deal, and like, so it's like, and and then you know this thing that this thing that the other, and you know, I think I think maybe that gets to the uh, uh, the general problem, which is like, well, you know, once they leave, you sort of realize the value that they had, and you're you know, it's obviously it seems like. And this is more of a general career thing is that uh, it seems like the best way to get a a raise is to get a new job, which seems unfortunate, which perhaps kind of gets to the point. I mean, that it's 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 hard to quantify uh, the value that someone's bringing, which is why you don't really like visit their salary as frequently as an individual might want. And hence, they just go somewhere else to uh, get more paid more or like, you know, there was there was a. uh, I, I, I forget if it was a blog post or a screenshot and a Twitter tweet or something, <laughs> but you know, someone was saying that they were, they were criticizing, was it Google that they were going over? How, you know, there's, there's a, uh, a lot of the way that people get rewarded uh, in in Google is solving problems, which sounds ridiculous when I say it, of course you get rewarded for that, but coming up with interesting products and building products and, and that is a way to get yourself uh, promoted and more compensation and also fame, which I don't know if this is the case, but you know, the, the the person writing this was theorizing that and therefore that's why there are five different IM clients at Google because people just, you know, make these things and uh it, it allows them to uh climb the career
1: tracks. I, I think I saw that and it was it was tied to AWS where, you know, there's not a lot of glamour and support. There's only glamour in shipping new features. And mm. that was that was how, you know, if, if you found yourself on a team that wasn't shipping features, you should, you know. Hop off and go find a new job somewhere else because nobody's going to notice, you know, that you've made, uh, you've added some nines to, you know, S three or something like that. Nobody cares. But if you're, you know, shipping a, a whole new way to run containers, you know, at least you're going to make it into a Corey C- Quinn ship post, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that that is, I mean, I guess uh, 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 a constant problem is the uh, rewarding heroes because it it looks as if they did something, or I shouldn't say looks as if because it's evident that they did something versus well, like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the slow and steady person. Like, you know uh, like it doesn't seem like they've done
1: much. <laughs> and, 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 you know, DevRel is at least, you know, fairly public. So you can see them moving about, um, you know, in, in the world and interacting with customers and potentially affecting deals and, you know, hopefully affecting, you know, positively getting more users and, and development once your development team gets to a certain size, it it becomes probably harder to appreciate individual contributions to, you know, the overall bottom line. I mean, a salesperson, you're like, you know, they brought in this customer, this customer, this customer, super easy to measure, super easy to compensate. Right. Um, And the farther away you get from the money, the harder it is to, you know, justify uh, large salaries, even though it doesn't stop them from happening in development. But, Devrel's in kind of this quasi space where, you know, we, we see, you know, in the the salary review, some people are in the uh, sub hundreds and some people are above, you know, 200 or, you know, 250 even. Maybe, maybe, like-
0: maybe this is why managers get paid so much is because they can spend the time to draw some links between revenue and the efforts of their team. Right. And so they can actually like prove out. Value being done, they they can they know how to go into like lightning or something, and how to decode the inscrutable <laughs> campaigns and hot leads. Hopefully, and, and yeah. link things <laughs> up. I do
2: think for Dev, I think the people that make the most money dovral sort of ultimately end up becoming independent consultants, right? Get on the speaking circuit, and people that become like very highly valued consultants to come in and either give talks or kind of explain something or do some. Because I do or, think or, that's where you get the that's to your point uh coach when someone sort of calls you and you say like with a specific problem and you're like i can come in and talk to you about that or i can help you promote that or i can speak at your conference um so i think it's it's like anything else maybe it's like you put in your time and if you get big enough if the influence gets big enough then you go out
1: on your own yeah well and and there's that tension of you know famous Devrel people is like do you know where they work you know, to, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, they, they they're famous for you know DevOps thought leadership or whatever, but you know, how does that reflect in the companies they work for, and how are they bringing, you know, things back to their, uh, you know, their employers, and you know that that was one of the things that, I mean, I'm I, I have a DevRel title now, but you know, I, I have gone back into sales at times, and I appreciated that because you felt like you know you were tangibly helping the company and, and, you know, uh, you know, ra- ra- raising the water level for everyone around you, as opposed to, you know, I can go out and give a thought leadership talk that has nothing to do with, you know, my employer, you know, those are easy to do, you know, but, uh. Now, now
0: let, let me, let me ask you this, Matt Ray, about perception, uh, stuff, uh, the audiences. I, I still do, but I, 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 uh, I used to have this joke, which I guess I still have. So I have this joke about like, you know, uh, please come give a talk. Yeah, that's right. Please come give a talk and don't make it a, a vendor pitch. Right. Which, you know, my, my first level of jokes is what they really mean is don't be boring. Right. Like they, they don't want to hear like a boring vendor pitch. And the second thing is like, uh, slightly in the conference area, right? Like a lot of times, especially at DevOps days and, uh, you know, I haven't spoken at a DevOps days in a long time. I guess I spoke at a Zurich one, but you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I spoke remotely at it, but you know, oftentimes at these types of conferences, they don't want you to come in and just pitch like
1: Watson. you, you they don't want a commercial, right?
0: However, my sense was that like if you, uh, you know, like if you worked at like Chef or Puppet or HashiCorp, increasingly Microsoft, if you worked at Google or Amazon, like you could basically go in and pitch your product by demonstrating it. But let me ask you, Matt Ray, because I feel like. I saw a lot of presentations at these types of conferences where people were just like using chef, right. (laughs) (laughs) To do things. And like, you know, maybe at no point they were like, buy chef. Right. But I mean, essentially it's a pitch. Yeah. I mean, chef.
1: Yeah. I I think and in, in my mind, as a presenter, I never felt bad giving what, was somewhat of a vendor pitch. If anyone watching it could do it without paying. Mm. that to me, that was, that's why I always felt good about right, source. Right, right, right? right. You could be like, yeah. look, I'm going to talk to you about infrastructure as code or, uh, you know, compliance as code. And everything I show you in this demo, you can do without paying a vendor, you know, and, you know, go do, grab this from GitHub, do this from GitHub, you know, run this. And, you know, everything is available to you and you don't pay a dollar. To me that yes, it may be a vendor pitch. Yes, there may be a single sourced open source project behind it, but I you know that, that that feels okay, especially if if you make you know at least half the talk generally applicable, general to other purpose things. stuff, right? Yeah, like, whatever purpose. you may be
0: using. Right? Yeah.
1: I mean and, and so like, you know, I would feel comfortable going and giving a talk about you know functions as a service or event driven architectures and then you know, going and talking about, you know, K native, which is, you know, got dozens of projects working on it. And then talking about, you know, trigger mesh, what trigger mesh does on top of that, because, you know, that's mostly open source. Right. 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 But I, I actually think, you
2: know, I've I even go further and be like, I think the vendor pitch gets a bad rap. Like so many times I'm at these conferences and people are like, oh, I'm not going to give the vendor pitch or blah, blah. And it's like, so they bring up a customer or a client and it's just the same thing. There was a problem we engaged the client. We are, we engaged the vendor. We did the thing. It was great. And our, and we were really successful and here's some metrics. And it's like, that's fine. Like, I just kind of know that's going to happen. Like, like I'm here, I'm ready to like, learn, like, show me your, show me what you got. Like, show me how to, how to use your thing. Why it's easy. Why it's fast. I think, you know, you have a colleague, right? Kote, uh, I think he's interviewed on the podcast, like Josh, right? Isn't is it Josh who has like the uh, yeah. the demo, He's like, let me show you how to build. Is it the bookstore? I don't know what what demo he's doing these days. But probably, like,
0: probably, yeah. I don't know what he does, but the right. But like, you know,
2: everybody always talks well about him because I mean, I think at the end he's like, I'm going to show you how to build the Spring app and and deploy it, and here's how it is. And I think people, I would think, that, I think that's a vendor pitch, and I mean that as a compliment. It's like, here's how you do it, here's how it works, and I think people walk away because they feel very educated and they've learned something and they saw enough to figure out like, I should do this, I shouldn't do this, I like this, so. So to me, it's like, hey, bring it on! Like, show me your thing. Get into yeah, yeah. it. Show me how it works. Yeah. I want to see it. I'll I'll determine for myself whether or not it has value. Like that's what I want to know most of the time, anyway.
0: And I, I think I think I think your uh, the line you you uh, drew, illustrated, spoke to, spoke to is a strange phrase. Matt Ray is good. Is is that, you know, in in the area of like infrastructure and software development. It's generally okay at a uh third party community event to do a i'm going to do air quotes again vendor pitch if people don't have to pay to actually use the thing, right yeah, usually meaning that it's open source now but now maybe maybe there's other domains like i would guess in the like analytics space where there's not so much i mean there's not as much open source, I bet it's okay to like use a vendor system like. I don't really know what SPSS is or things like that, but like you could probably go in there and be like, I'm going to use this thing that you have to buy to demonstrate something. And I ha I happen to work there, but I'm going to show you how to analyze, you know, I don't know the, the odor of stale almonds based on like <laughs> this, this output and do some uh, machine learning and kind of use that as a way of demonstrating it. And it's not something you can get for free. You got to like pay us to do it, but I'm I'm, I'm, uh, Going over a general concept with the tool that I have,
1: yeah. But but to me, if if I'm running a DevOps days or whatever, uh, I don't want to have a pitch for a freemium product, right? Mm, right Which right, right. Uh, you know, there's a subtle difference between you know open source and and, and freemium. But it's like you know, if you're going to show me how to use some product that has a free tier, I don't care, right? I don't want to see that. That that is a vendor pitch because there's no alternative. Open source means the alternative is I don't have to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you know, mm-hmm.
1: I, I can I can succeed with what you just showed me without paying you. Uh, in a freemium model, if I succeed, you're going to get paid. That, to yeah. me, that's like, you know, right. in the, but is the little it better matrix need- of, of what I want as as a talk. Okay, but with this, uh, let me ask this
2: DevOps topic, then it's like, at, you're a DevOps day, and someone's like, they, they work at a bank, right? They get up, like, I'm in the IT group at a bank. Today I want to get up and I want to show you how we deployed this paid tool, right? And um and this allowed us to to solve this problem. And then I'll talk through my organization and how we do it. And I just
1: want to share this because I thought it was really useful, right? Well, like, see, but that's like that's, that's going to be a talk. Yeah, that, 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 that's that's a sneaky way to get your vendor pitch in. Isn't that what is you want? But, but, but I'm saying, don't it? you want to see that? Like, I think that's don't what you want to hear. It absolutely what, i mean like to me it's the same thing it's like well if the, you
2: don't have that person that's going to do that it's like well then you just give it like that's what because that's what i want to know that's what i want to yeah, leave but with, then right yeah
1: yeah you, you you need to take as the vendor you need to take yourself out of the spotlight put sure. a customer in there and they can give a pitch that's acceptable right no, no i get and it, it I I get that like that's when, that's when i used accept- to do I, yeah when i, I used was, to do partner engineering i'd say like look we need to get a customer to talk about this because nobody wants to hear two vendors Talking about each other. But <laughs> I'm, gonna go I'm gonna challenge that. I'm just gonna say, like, don't make the customer do it. Just do it. I want. That's what I want. I just give it to me. Like, but that's, that's not, what I'm not right authenticity. Well, I, you know. I. Okay, then I'm gonna come in and be like, all right, my little startup here. We've got a top five, you know, a, a Fortune five company that uses our product in this way. And you're like, which one? It's like, doesn't matter. You, you know, like, are you lying? And I'm like, doesn't matter. <laughs> I, but I think this is this is my whole point, like this notion that you need to call
2: back to the customer to give the presentation about what you do. is just like, to me, it's just a waste. It's just like, show me what you do and why it's good. That's what I need to know because then I have the knowledge to figure out if it's going to help me. If you need to go mask it in and find a customer, train them, prep Whoa, them,
1: help right. them build the presentation. It's like, what is the point? Just but show me what are, you do. There are conferences that are happy for those talks. I'm just talking about if I'm going to an open source or community conference you know, that's what they don't want. They don't want. I know, but like, I'm just like, pitch. what do they want? Another culture talk? Like what, like, what are we getting then? Like, what am I getting here? I'm like,
2: <laughs> oh, like you, uh, you, 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 or you, you built an open source project and you want people to use it. Like, it's like, to me, it's just like, like, what do people want? Like, what am I getting out of the DevOps days? if I'm not walking away with like, I learned about these five things. I now know I don't need to, one I'm going to look at, and one was really interesting. Like, that's what I want to walk away with.
0: There's an interesting like like uh, question for research about like so do you when you, when you're at these events do you have to do open source stuff like or I and I get you know the uh, the exception would be like you could present public cloud things right like go over like here's a public know, cloud right? service and using the, that they, which, they, is, yeah. which is which is basically just like you know closed source just running what is it what do they say running on someone else's computers. And mm-hmm. so that's also acceptable. It's just you know, it's it's a very uh, it's it's complicated. Uh, I, I, I
1: I didn't make these rules. It's just my <laughs> no, idea. No, no, no. <laughs> no Matt, you made the rules. No, as did, right? as
0: as always as always you've you've been uh, cornered into defending something that you know you're like, I, I, I don't care. How did I end up here? Mission now, I accomplished.
1: I, just, right? I, just, I just, I'm just telling you, that's 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 no, my thing. You're, and, yeah, Matt, you're totally right. These are the
2: I get it. These are definitely the rules. I and I I would, you know, anyone going there, you should obviously play by the rules of the organizers. But I just I guess I would just question to the organizers sometimes. It's like I don't know. If everyone's happy and everyone's getting what they want, think great. Right. But I just oftentimes I'm like I leave these places like, man, I wish I knew more. Like, or I list, I live, leave with some contacts or some homework I have to do on my own to either like watch the d- demos or get with that vendor offline and get them. And I'm just like, so many times I'm just like, gosh, this is really what I need here today. Um, but maybe that's just me. Maybe everyone else is getting what they want and they love it. You know, I, awesome. I,
0: I, I think I think the major lesson learned here, our next steps is that they're, uh I don't know if it's during or or before or after. Probably before. For people who come in early to Legacy Comp, we're going to have a day that's basically just like <laughs> high-quality USDA-grade vendor pitches, just the whole the whole day. Ooh. But but we are only going to accept the highest quality vendor pitches.
1: And, and you know how we know they're the highest quality? They sponsored our conference.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, exactly. You can sponsor the conference but we're going to have to review your vendor pitch. Well, I've said this rejection. before.
2: I mean, to me, i would even go one step further. I don't know. if Whatever is it, the pet store, or the bookstore. It's more like, no, we're actually going to tell everyone, we absolutely want to see your your de- your demo and your pitch. You need to deploy this. Here's the pet store application. Everyone is going to do this. And I want to see oh, it yeah, yeah. five times in a row. We're going to have a pet store showdown? Yeah, I mean, thing. that is all I want. I was like, yep, let me see. I mean, if it would be perfect if you could be like, here it was deployed on eks here it was deployed on aks here it was gcp and you just saw it was the exact same thing over and over you would get so, the world would get so much out of it cuz it would be apparent to you whether you know it was good bad easy hard i know right? i know uh, and, i would love and, that
0: and here here's 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 the pricing levels the more you pay the less you have to do that whereas so <laughs> if you if you want to pay if you want to pay a little amount you've got to act you've got to actually do this and maybe the yes. mid amount is like you can kind of change the rules around and if well, and why do they say go last?
2: Because you want yeah. to let the guy, platinum, you want to let the person go last, right? Like the, that's the platinum the sponsor cleanup. gets no fact
1: checking. Yeah, no fact checking, and they get to go last <laughs> and no, no rebuttal. Actually, yeah, we even let them like just play a video. They can have <laughs> they can right be the closing time. keynote, and you know they're like, Yo, peace out, Bye, Oracle.
0: <laughs> and, and okay, okay, and then instead of instead of lightning talks, I think what we're gonna have is like speed EBC you're you're given you're given and and you're given like maybe 5 or 10 minutes to do an EBC presentation but we get to sit there and ask questions and be be the people in the EBC you know kind of like a little <laughs> like review it. thing and and see what's going on there and and i think at the end uh we'll give out like a a small acrylic trophy uh about who who won the <laughs> like EBC it. match
2: <laughs> i like it Well, I'll just leave you with this one slide and we can wrap up and just be like, today is international podcasting day. So congratulations to everyone that's listening to it whenever you're supporting podcasts. But i just say, and the reason I'm bringing this up is like, if we were at like international podcast conference, what I want to see is someone edit a podcast with their software and show me exactly how they do it. And then I want to go to the next booth and I want to see the next thing. At no time do I want someone to get up and be like, well, I first, I thought there was a need for this podcast and then I built this podcast and then we built a community and here's how I record it. Like I am there because I want you to teach me how to edit. If I, if I can get faster or better, that's what I want. I don't want to hear about anything else. And so I just think so many times when I'm at these conferences, I have that same feeling in my mind. It's like, I need to know stuff. You have the information, but somehow we've created a rules that we can't talk about that. But you know, yeah. hopefully so one day to
1: have different rules. That's you know, that's how it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we need the Brandon benchmark, like in different <laughs> categories. It, 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 maybe this is maybe this is your your uh, your magic quadrant wave thing. Brandon is, is our, for-
1: our spheres of reality as we rank oh, yes. conferences for what you're allowed to do in them. But for, for, this is for, for each, each different just
0: kind of- each different category, you have a benchmark. For programming, you can have a pet store. For like uh, I don't know analytics, it can be like you know some sales compensation thing for mm-hmm. all, you know, you got different things. And basically you just go around and you're like, do the benchmark. And I get it. I did it with you. Well, maybe,
2: happens. you know, just so, I think we can start with DevRel. We can live with this. Maybe, right, if, if you want to make more money in DevRel, maybe thinking about more about what you're presenting at these conferences and what it's driving to. Like, it's possible. I'm just going to throw it out. It's possible if you change the presentations, it may lead to more measurable outcomes, which may lead to higher salary survey next time. But who knows? Mm.
0: and just think you know people are starting to go back to conferences brandon you'll probably go to these conferences and be like oh i wish i could just have a vendor pitch i don't i don't <laughs> want to hear one more of these now i'm sitting here got to check my email at least i have the excuse that i'm at a conference so i don't have to do as much work Oh, I have a vendor pitch that's what i want to hear
2: sure but, i do i often you know as i said many years during aws reinvent at the best time for the bio breaks is what they announced like i think last year was ferrari's coming up it's like great Time for a bio break, get a little snack, and then we'll get back to Andy Jassy, like fire hose of the the new features, because that's what I'm here for. I'm not here for Ferrari. I'm here for Jassy. I'm not an
1: Italian car company.
2: Next. (laughs) Next. I have no, it's like, I will watch Drive to Survive on Netflix, but that is all I know about cars.
0: (laughs) I am not an Italian car company. Well, speaking of not being an Italian car company, that's also what we're not. You know, I had uh, one of my, uh, uh, isn't Ferrari an Italian company? Yes. Yeah, one <laughs> of one of Cormac's friends, one of Cormac's friends who professed to be uh, you know, all into de cars was saying Ferrari was a French company. And and you know, I'm not an asshole, so I didn't correct him. I just let it let it drive on by there. But it seemed like an egregious thing. I he was like, "What's the what's that French company?" I was like, "Peugeot. How do you say it? Renault? <laughs> Peugeot?" Renault. That's
2: right. Yeah, Renault, yeah.
0: "Lacar?" And he was like, <laughs> "No, no." Lacroix." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pop yeah. yeah. one of those. But this is also not an Italian car company. This is uh, Software Defined Talk. And, uh, you know, I'd like just to mention before we go into the, uh, the last part, if you wanted to get the show notes, there's lots of things we didn't mention, uh, all sorts of uh, links like that. If you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com, you can uh, look those up there. And uh, speaking of conferences, we actually have several that actually exist in the world, not just these mythical ones where you could, you could watch vendors pitch and have uh, have us ask them questions and criticize them. That would be great to do. Like, what is that show called, The Voice or Short American King. Idol or something? Yeah. Like we're we're you know we're just we're just criticizing people. We're not we're not even offering them advice. We're just <laughs> criticizing them.
1: We're just to that's to what this podcast was. That's what we do. This go on. Yeah. We're full and, of constructive criticism. Yeah. That's Anyhow, right. Big see.
0: There, there. You know, the most notable conference coming up is uh, on Monday. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday. It's October 4th. And uh, it's it's DevOps loop, which I've been helping put together. I have a, a little talk that I've, I've done. a. Uh, if you're watching my Tanzu talk stuff today, which I'm sure you were, or the recordings, you'll see I was kind of uh, going through the draft of it. Anyways, it's on October, fir- fir- uh, f- October 4th. that's number four. And uh, if you go to DevOpsloop.io, it's online. You can register and attend it for free. It's uh, good stuff. We got a great lineup there. And I'm, I don't know what a DevOps party game is, but someone decided they didn't want to do it. So now I have to do it uh, in their place. Uh, so we'll see what that means. Uh, I, I love games and hopefully it'll be fun for me. Uh, and then also there's a uh, KubeCon coming up. I think that's a hybrid event, October 11th to 15th. Yep. And there's mongodb.local. That's, that's kind of like a DNS joke. Or something right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be in London uh, November 9th, and then finally, in, in conference, I, I just came across this the other day. there's that conference, and uh, it's January 17th to 20th. Now I was looking up what their call for papers is. I think they call speakers counselors or something, mm-hmm. but anyways, it was closed the, uh, the the day before I went to. I think
1: look they, at it. Th- they reopened their their CFP for another three weeks. I think oh, I saw that yeah
0: i so. i it, you know it looks like it'll be fun we still need to arrange that we have some sort of live
1: recording there wow. uh so the, be, be be awesome if i got to get to the u.s this year or yeah year. yeah
0: we might we might have to put you on one of those little amazon robots uh <laughs> like put, put a video on there and you can just roam around or or a, or a roomba like or the, something yeah. like that but that would be fun to have a recording there well, i don't think we've ever done a live recording have we brandon
2: uh, I think we did one one time, but that's uh, Oh, yeah, at the Space
0: offices, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think we did. We tried to do something at ChefConf a long time ago now. So, uh, but yeah, we'll, try to, we'll yeah. try to get together for real.
0: Yeah. All right, well, do we have any bureaucracy to go over, Brandon?
2: Always. Uh, so I sent some stickers to Casey in Colorado. Uh, great to hear from them. Uh, if you'd like stickers, all you have to do is send your postal address to stickers at softwaredefinedtalk.com, and I will be happy to send you a stickers anywhere in the world. There's also several good Slack discussions this week. So I mentioned uh, this reverse searing of steaks, which many people um, think is great. But they've also uh, introduced me into this uh, idea of uh, a sous vide cooking, which I cannot say, obviously. But many people said that's an even better way to make a steak. And they recommended this. uh, I think it's the uh, Anova Precision Cooker Nano was highly recommended to do uh, that style of cooking. So I don't know if you're trying to make great steaks. I'm going to try this out. I got some advice from no SSH JJ. uh, So I'm going to try it out and see if I can make an even better steak. I'll keep you posted. And then a couple of jobs in the jobs channel this week, uh, open Nebula is hiring. And then Biogen needs a uh, digital health program manager and a senior manager of quality engineering. So if you're looking for a job, there's a bunch of other jobs posted in the jobs channel. So I'm sure if you go in there and you contact the poster, they will be happy to tell you more details about those jobs.
0: Jobs, jobs, jobs. You know, I bet, I, I wonder if like a sous vide machine is like the uh, GE profile ice nugget maker, with like just not available <laughs> in Europe. And they're just like, no one wants the sous vide stuff over here, even though it's a, uh, it's a French name. I, I don't have to go look that up. Yeah. People love the sous vide. You got to do that. It's, apparently if you make eggs in it, that's mind blowing. That's
2: what also I've been like told. It. Yes. Yeah. Nope.
0: I don't even know what that means. How do they eat? you ever wonder how they make those eggs at at hotel breakfast buffets? Are those baked? Like what is that?
2: Uh what is, what is it when you boil it though? What is that called? That's uh poached, well, right?
0: No, and no, no, no. They 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 bring out a big tray uh-huh, of scrambled like scrambled eggs. eggs. That's Oh, that's... I think
2: those were made in like uh I think those are like fake eggs. They're like uh, from a uh,
1: No, um... no. I think they're I think they're whatever i think they're real
0: we got we got it speaking <laughs> speaking of,
2: cute, of cutesy
0: nicknames we give people we got to get that uh, that tasty meats paul he's got to stop making fancy meat and taking pictures of an instagram and really crack this hotel breakfast buffet egg situation <laughs> i think i think that's a mission we can put him on and you know he can start putting like some sort of hardcore seasoning in there or something and then like mix Chicken it salt. together yeah yeah but uh that that would be a good a good week project maybe maybe over on the hallway track they can uh, crack that one there and uh, work on it. I'm not saying I want to eat those eggs. I'm just curious how they make them. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, with that, Brandon, what do you have to recommend this week?
2: Well, it kind of uh, too good to be true. My wife turned me on to this. So claim it, Texas. So it turns out um, many times people owe you money, but for some reason in your life, you didn't get it. And if it goes long enough, and depending on where you live, I think there's a site like this for every state, but uh, being a resident here of Texas. So sure enough, I went into claim in Texas. Turns out I've got, I had a couple things that were owed to me. And I was at first I was like, is this a scam site? Is this legit? But completely legit. I send in my information, just got a check from, uh, from claim in Texas. So now I'm, I'm all paid up. So just some free money. And uh, it's amazing to me because it's like, you think you're on top of like your finances or you try to be, I'm sure everyone does. Uh, but it's just amazing sometimes like you just so, – just lose out like somehow you're just owed money and just never gets to you so if you live in texas or any of the states uh, here in the united states i think you can go check and you'd be surprised you actually may have a little bit of uh, cash coming to you so check out
0: i i got that too and like you i was like suspicious the whole way that some scamming was happening Mm -hmm. because it seemed weird and I, i filled something out and when when do you hear back from them brandon
2: uh, I got it. Once I filled everything out, it's kind of like a support ticket. It was just a couple of days went by, and uh, they first they said I needed one p- more piece of information, which I gave them. And then they said my claim had been processed, and I just got to check, uh, in fact, yesterday. So it was huh. all in all right. maybe a week.
0: I should go search my email and see if they got sent to Johnny Legion or yeah. something. I, I, you know, the, the, you know it's, it's similar. Like, I just, uh, uh, you know, I think we had our last bill from uh, uh, Kim giving birth that, that we had to take care of There's all sorts of shenanigans when you've got like American insurance with the Netherlands company. And uh, we finally got reimbursed for a significant sum of money. And, and I was all excited. Like, you know, we had made some money, but then I realized, Oh, actually uh, I'm, I'm net zero. Cause I paid this money. And uh, you know, even though I'm getting this money back, it's just, uh, it doesn't really do anything for me, but at least in the, you know, it, it gets to that. Uh, uh, at least in this case, It's money that you wouldn't have had. So you're actually making money, not just. Yeah, no, it totally uh,
2: feels. uh, And and sure enough, there is, uh, I don't know, you know, both uh, there are Matthew Ray's and Michael Cotes. I don't know if they're you. I have to come yeah, There, I already there are uh, plenty of people that are, but it is kind of just amazing to me. Like, oh, you know, it's just kind of like uh, noise in the systems. Like, well, we just have all this money. We don't know how to give it to the person. So we'll just send it to Texas. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, I've billions I, 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 of I, dollars sitting out there. So I filled out the
0: things. I got to go check after this. Yeah,
2: you got one in here, Kote. I see one that is you for sure. So there you go. Yeah, you got, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's I won't read out how much money it is, but hey, that's a good <laughs> one. So, so there you go.
0: How about yourself, Matt Ray? What do you have to recommend?
1: Uh, so my recommendations are: uh, this is completely ridiculous, but uh, apparently Emacs has a screensaver. I-, I found this last night, and I want uh, Meta X Emacs uh, zone, and it'll launch a random screensaver. Which uh, you know, you never know when you need that, so check that out. It's a uh, fun, strange eye candy. And then uh, I just uh, released a new episode of uh, my other podcast, uh, Cloud Native AF. Um, mm. with an interview with Jack Chester, the author of K-Native in Action. So go check that out. It was a fun conversation.
0: Uh, you know, I'm looking at my claim it thing. I think I was supposed to upload something or mail something, <laughs> Brandon. Did I miss that step?
2: Yeah, you have to definitely upload. Don't mail. I mean, I didn't do that. Uh, you have to upload. Yeah, you have to upload some verification that it is you. Otherwise, I'd be in here claiming everybody's money. So, uh, yeah, Yeah, that makes
0: sense. I got to go, but it is, I will,
2: you know, Kote, you'll appreciate this. The thing about it is nice is that they make it designed. So you never have to speak to anyone. Like they don't Ooh, want to talk to favorite. you okay. and you okay. don't want to talk to them. And they're just like, yeah, you need to upload the forms. And then they right. just give you a link to check your status. So it's kind of like, I, I would say for all of us, it's the perfect interaction, right? Like now, now, never Brian, want to speak I, to anyone.
0: I, I did this on August 6th. Have I waited too long? Can, mm, can I, I don't upload? think so. I
2: think you just got to go in. Your claim probably is open. You just need to okay. go upload the forms. All they right, they sent you an email. I probably said like, and you just missed it. So yeah, hence, yeah. that's why there's all this money. It's hard. You know, it's like, you have to go through the, the hoops to get it.
0: Well, uh, wait, I have a follow up question for you too, Matt, right now. Is this Emacs screensaver. Is that when you have <laughs> when you have Emacs open, Emacs stays open and instead there's some little like text characters uh-huh. moving around the screen? <laughs> okay. It, okay. That's
1: why it's ridiculous. It's like but I'm still burning in my screen with, you know, my dark blue background. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It just yeah. randomizes what's on your screen. Okay. Okay. I didn't say it was useful.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, well, my recommendation, uh, when it, speaking of salespeople, one of the Southeast sales managers sent this to me last night or the night before last, I, I lost track. And uh, in Audible, they have like the second, they call it act two, which sounds highfalutin, uh, but they have the second like Sandman drama. Now I never read those comics, but I like, a oh, good Neil good. Gaiman. and uh, I ever listened to the first one in, uh, in Audible. It's great. I think it might be free if you're a subscriber or something. But the second one, I started listening to it. It's equally great. It's uh, every now and then it's a little like, um, I don't know, a little tiny bit over the top. But it's uh, it's good listening to. Very, very cinematic. Now, what you want to do is you want to look up. I think his name is something mags. You want to look up the person who's like the producer director of it and just like bask in the glory of this guy's hair. And just like really, really just get in there with your relaxing looking guys. Uh, I,
1: I don't know if you saw it, uh Netflix released their teaser trailer for the Sandman series they're doing. Wow, man. That, that guy, came out that's, this week.
0: That's how you get a raise in developer relations is you be Neil Gaiman. And you just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he that guy must be doing all right. That's, that's fun. And he certainly uh, writes plenty of things. All right. Well, as I mentioned previously, a little earlier, this has been Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to com slash 322. You should click up there and the, the header of it, you can join our Slack thing. And uh, I don't know, we mentioned jobs, but we also post links that we have there, all sorts of discussion. And, uh, you know, you should tell your friends to listen to this and make sure you go to all of your kids podcast devices and subscribe to it uh, so that they download it at least
1: (laughs) like, and subscribe.
0: Bye. 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 Wait now, no, no, Brandon, it says I need to have a copy of any document verifying business dealings with the reported company as it relates to the funds.
2: Right. That's the perfect way to end the stream.